0: And hello, hello. Welcome to the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral podcast. Very excited to finally be back. My name's Eddie, obviously host of the Downward Facing Spiritual Spiral. I'm sure you've missed the show. It's been a couple weeks, actually. It's been, it's going to be three weeks. I was away on vacation in Europe for two. And I haven't recorded a podcast in a few weeks. So um, I'm really excited about a lot of cool stuff that's happening. I've got, let me talk about guests, first of all, before I talk about my vacation, and then I talk about, you know, Instagram, and how Instagram's ruining the world, and some, I'm sort of thinking about rules also that sort of, I, I feel like I need to teach a class on Instagram, uh, but I'll get there in a second. So First of all, guests. I have Kenny Zhao, a musician, a singer, who's coming up on the show. That'll be next week. Uh, followed by Zoe Welch, who's a yoga teacher for Wanderlust in Austin, Texas. Well, I'm really excited to speak to her. Josh Onstatt, Um Josh Onstadt, I'm stoked to talk to him. He is a musician, producer, and he's in a member of a band, uh, Other Lives, one of my favorite bands. So if you don't know other lives, you have to check them out. I'm freaking stoked that he's coming on the show. They they've opened for Radiohead, Sega Ross. I saw them in uh, it's South by Southwest years ago. That's where I met Josh, and he's just a cool guy, amazing musician. Meredith, the yoga teacher uh, for Yoga Works, is coming on the show. I mean, actually, she hasn't been teaching there I think for a while, but um, just because she's had she just recently had a child but she's agreed to come on the show I'm super stoked to talk to her and there's somebody else that I'm uh oh yeah Ian Ian Ketterer who's the member of Among Authors a band up in Seattle going to be skyping with him uh in June so I've got and I've got others too that I'm trying to line up as well so um it's freaking awesome so I'm stoked about all these guests that are coming on the show are gonna be speaking to me on the show. But Kenny Zhao is next. Check him out on Spotify, by the way, Z-H-A-O. Great musician, really freaking awesome musician, producer. I met him about two months ago um, at a party. So yeah, we just started talking about social media and music and DJing and we really connected. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited that you're gonna be hearing the interview with him. So yeah, I just got back from vacation in Europe. I went to Croatia, Northern Italy, um, Santorini, Athens. Honestly, wasn't very impressed with Athens. It's kind of um, kind of a mess as a city. Went to the Acropolis. Only was there for about a day, just because I wanted to go to the Acropolis. But every uh, everywhere else, blown away by it. Dubrovnik in Croatia, um, Lake Como, Bellagio, Milan. I was really impressed by Milan. Super clean. I think a lot of people don't talk about Milan because when you think of Italy. Uh, Everybody wants to go to Rome and Venice and Florence and Tuscany But Milan is incredible Great city, clean, people are really nice, great food And super close to Bellagio and Lake Como It's just like an hour train ride away, which is great Um, Dubrovnik, Croatia Fucking probably one of the nicest cities I've ever been to The people are so nice, the food's amazing I wanted to get to Bosnia also And go to uh, Mostar and I wanted to go to Montenegro, but the one day that we had, where um, we were in Croatia, it was pouring rain, so we didn't make the trip, but that'll be next time. And then Santorini, first time going to a Greek island, I, I'm just still in awe. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been posting some photos and some videos of Santorini lately, and wow. Um, and then we met this incredible couple at the Sofitel Hotel in Athens. Uh, it's the only hotel in Athens, basically by the airport. So if 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 you have a night that you have to stay, uh, if you're flying like from an island to Athens, if you don't want to do that all in one day, I highly recommend staying at the Sofitel. The food's freaking amazing. Rooms are great. You don't hear the airport. It's the only hotel by the airport, um, and the people the people there were great. The food was great. So anyway, we met this couple. Uh, at the restaurant that night they were 80 years old and they were telling us about Noxos and Paros, two islands that we have to go to next time we're in Greece so I'm already like planning my trip and we stopped at Oslo on the way back from Athens Oslo Norway and again I was it wasn't there other than the airport but I was blown away at how pretty it was so anyway my point here is why I'm talking about this I was really you know, I was thinking a lot of, a lot on on about just my podcast and social media while I was on this vacation. I wasn't on Instagram at all. I didn't post anything while I was away cuz I really you know, when you go on vacation, here's the thing, Instagram is exhausting. You know, I I I know it's easy for you to think that I'm just anti-Instagram and you shouldn't be using it. You know, if you're an artist, a musician, you have something to share that's worthwhile. I think Instagram and Facebook, it's its a great way to share your shit and share your new work and even share trips. I mean, go ahead and share photos of your vacations. I think thats it's great. I, I think it can be inspiring. I, I love when people travel and I took a boat or we took a boat to Soft Hot, which is just like a 45 minute boat ride from Dubrovnik. And I, uh, I think a, a yoga teacher was in soft hot and I, I looked beautiful and it was great. I, I think though what turns me off or what I don't understand is when people go on vacation and they're constantly posting stories and Instagram stories and photos about their vacation, because I do think Instagram and social media, it it's exhausting for me. And it, it I, when I think of a vacation, I need a vacation from social media. I need a vacation from my podcast and writing. And, and, you know, all these things I'm doing are exhausting sometimes, and they can really occupy the brain. So when I was away, I took a lot of photos, of course, but I didn't want to share them because, you know, when you go on to social media... It, it's not just the idea of sharing the photo because then you get notifications and then you get likes and then you get people that are messaging you And then of course you're curious about who's looking at them and how many likes you're getting and it's just a fucking uh, rabbit hole down your brain and I just wanted a break from all of that Which I'm sure you can understand. I, I don't I don't quite understand. To me, it's not a vacation if you're posting 20 Instagram stories all the time while you're on vacation. I I I wanted to experience a vacation and not experience social media. So I think the thing that I really thought about while I was away was American culture. And to me how it it becomes so narcissistic. Our our culture here is is very, you know, work hard, make as much money as you can. And in Europe It's so cliche to say this, but it's quite the opposite. It just feels as though people don't have that same hunger or drive to make money. And the other thing, and I think Instagram just goes so hand-in-hand with that, Instagram creates and adds to the narcissistic culture. Instagram makes you think about yourself all the time. Um, It elevates your impression of yourself you you the way these this platform is made you can feel like a celebrity and I think everybody wants to feel like a celebrity now Uh, if you have 10,000 followers you think that your life is so interesting if you post a photo um, and you get 200 likes you think you're just incredible and all these you know everything raises the ego so much and it's so damaging uh, because we live in this world now where we think we're all just super cool and, and and just really important. And the reality is is that a lot of us aren't very important and that's okay. You know, every moment of our life isn't worth posting on Instagram. Every moment of our life isn't meant to be seen. And Instagram wants us to, it gives us the impression that all of our moments are worth posting about. And it's exhausting. And it's to think that people are posting constantly their lives on Instagram. And I think a vacation, you know, vacationing to Europe, it really makes you realize there's just so much more going on than instagram and so much going on than here just in america and so much more than just trying to make money there's other cultures and there's more interesting people to learn from and i I was thinking to myself if i was sitting at that table just staring at my phone i wouldn't have spoken to that 80 year old couple next to me who ends up telling me about peros and Naxos in Greece and then I go online that night and start researching them and you know I I met this this server at one of the restaurants in Santorini Um, And he was super cool and he loves his country and, and he moves to Santorini seven months out of the year and works seven days a week so that he can make as much money as he can because the economy in Athens and Greece is a complete mess right now. So he goes to Santorini every year and works his ass off literally seven days a week to make as much money as he can because the tourism in Santorini is so high. So... I just I think we get so caught up in our lives and so caught up in our and our bullshit and we, we think our life all the time. Instagram makes you think that our life is that your life is so interesting all the time. And if and I think that actually creates um, insecurity and it creates doubt and it creates um the comparison factor because Instagram gives people the impression that their life is interesting all the time and if it's not, then there must be something wrong with you. And it's just, I think being away from America and Instagram for a couple weeks, it's just, it really reminded me that life is so much, there's so much more value to life than on instagram and the sa- i read this statistic that i'm going to talk about it a little bit later in the podcast but think about this people on average now people americans are spending 25 percent of their life of their day in the artificial world and that could be instagram facebook twitter youtube uh reddit um virtual reality headsets you know people's lives now are being overrun by virtual artificial reality and that's really fucking scary to think about and i think people would rather stare at instagram than actually talk to somebody and meet somebody and have a conversation with them at a table and and or at a restaurant and Gosh, I think just traveling really reminds me. It reminds me of. It takes me out of my head, and it's amazing to experience other cultures, other people. And one story I want to share before I move on to the next segment of this podcast, I, you know, I. It's out. It's cliche to just come on a, a podcast and talk about how great and and important traveling is. I mean, I'm sure you've heard it all the time. It's it's important to see other cultures and experience other people and other food and and I think Here's a story I want to share. I just I remember the first time I went to Europe. This was uh, you know a long time ago Um, I had my first panic attack and I think it's complicated why I had my first panic attack Um, my parents You know, we never really traveled. We never traveled outside of the country. We traveled a lot to like Florida Um, California to see my uncle up to Connecticut, but we never went to Europe and we never went out of the country And I think my parents had a lot of fear Going out of the country. I think my uh, for different reasons. It's not really that important, but um, You know my mom's an immigrant and she her family's from Russia and they came here to America And I think America is safe for a lot of people um, In which I get I understand and so you know, my first trip to Europe, I was 30 years old. I, I ended up going with my girlfriend to Europe, um, and it was really hot. It was May. We are celebrating my 30th birthday, and it was like 95 degrees in Rome, and like it, May 4th, which is exceedingly hot for that time of year. So uh, we're walking to the Sistine Chapel, and you can't wear. Uh, Shorts and and t-shirts there. You have to wear long pants and it was like 90 degrees It was our second day there and I was getting really hot and I was probably I was dehydrated because I had just flown like 12 hours Actually, it was 16 hours because we flew uh, through New York, but um, I remember getting really hot uh, exceedingly hot and I and I felt my body getting warm and my head getting warm and I, my heart started palpitating and I had my first panic attack and I had to like rush back to the apartment and I had to cool off and I, I think um, actually maybe it wasn't my first panic attack maybe because I remember having Xanax with me and I um, probably had one maybe six months earlier and it was my first experience with uh, a panic attack and I think a lot of it not only came from the heat, but I think the discomfort from being in a foreign country, um, being around people that you don't know, and um, how to get comfortable uh, being in a in a world where they don't speak the language as well as you do, or they don't speak English, and and you know I think we get so comfortable, and and I get that it's great. I certainly love the routine of day to day life and comfort, but I think it's really important to challenge yourself. Um, It could be small challenges, uh, going to Europe, going to Mexico, going to Costa Rica. Just traveling is a great equalizer. It really forces you to experience something new, and it forces you to find comfort in an uncomfortable sort of place, going somewhere new. The other thing for traveling, and what's awesome for me now is I've been to Europe six times, and these last two trips... I, I really have felt no anxiety. I and mean, it's been awesome. And I think it's just with experience, with traveling, just like anything, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. And I, I really feel much more at ease when I travel. And it's, it's really awesome. And the other story or point that I want to tell, and it does sort of relate to Instagram in a way, but, you know, I'm not a religious guy. But I do. I am enamored with duomos. Uh, these are churches, and especially in Italy. And we went to the uh, Duomo in Milan, which is either the second or third largest Duomo in all of Europe. And again, I'm not religious, but I, I have to say, whenever I walk into these duomos, I feel, I do feel a sense of. Uh, religious connection or I do feel a sense of God is, is in the room and I also feel really small in the sense that all of my problems and all of my issues that I may have they're really fucking small because whenever I walk into these Duomos I, I feel God I feel religion I feel thousands of people have walked into this building crying with their problems and their issues. And I I think it's so easy to get caught up in our bullshit. And Instagram in America wants us to, like— ex- get caught up in our bullshit and talk about ourselves all the time and make it seem like our life is so fucking important that you know going out to dinner you should post a story about it and going to the spa you should post a story about it and everywhere you go you should be posting posting and commenting and commenting and the reality is is that all of that shit is fucking pointless and useless and our lives are generally pretty meaningless most of the time. And I don't mean that in any disrespectful way. Of course, we all want to find meaning. We all want to find importance. But you know, we all do laundry. We all um, have to go to the doctor. Or we all have bad hair days. Or we all look like shit sometimes. Or we all, you know, have meaningless ho hum lives sometimes. And that's okay. And I think going to the Duomo. Go and traveling, it it yeah, and traveling to Europe, it really puts things in perspective. You know, Instagram isn't real life; it's artificial. Traveling, and meeting new people, putting the phone down, walking into a Duomo, and realizing that, you know, there's so many more people in the world that have far bigger problems than you and I do. I mean, everybody has their struggles. And I think my last segment or last part here is, or my last point is um, the Duomo walking into this Duomo in Milan, which apparently was built uh, so big because it wanted to hold all 20,000 people, which at the time when it was built was the total population of Milan. So I just, you know, walking into that Duomo, I just feel you know instagram and, and all the bullshit is so silly it's so fucking silly and pointless compared to the greater meaning of life whether that's religion whether it's spirituality whether it's following your dreams you, you know traveling and walking into something like a Duomo, it just is a huge reminder that we're all human, we all have our shit, we're not perfect. Instagram wants it to seem like everybody's perfect out there and looks good and is happy all the time and it's just so not the case. All right, so next segment. Um, you know, I want to talk a little bit about uh, something that I was listening to and just uh, read you an article or talk to you about somebody that I think you should pay attention to. And then lastly, uh, last segment, I want to talk about rules of Instagram. <laughs> and then I'm also releasing a song on... it's I think I'm going to release this podcast tonight, but I'm releasing a song on Spotify and iTunes Friday the 24th, which is tomorrow. I'm recording this on Thursday. So I'm going to end the podcast with... Um, with my new song. I just want you to hear it. It'll be... You guys will actually be the first people to hear it. It's called Lost at Night, so I thought that would be a cool way to end the show. But um, anyway, I've been really listening to, as you know, Kara Swisher, who's the host of Recode Decode. Well, she had Tristan Harris on her podcast about two weeks ago. And Tristan Harris is one of the creators of uh, the Humane... uh, Gosh, what the heck is it called? It's called... um, Let me look for it. Hold on. Yeah, I want, to, I want to say it right. Tristan Harris is the director and co-founder of the Center for Humane Technology. And he really... First of all, you got to listen to the whole podcast. It's on Recode, Decode, Tristan, T-R-I-S-T-A-N, Harris. But he really, he talks about... I love what he talks about. He, he, he talks about Instagram and technology and Facebook as human downgrading. And he also talks about this idea of time well spent... I, I just love the way he, he talks about, um, he says, time well, I just like time well spent. I mean, think about that. How do you spend your free time is so fucking important to who you are now. I mean, I know there's sort of this phrase in the past where they talk about you are what you eat. But I really believe now that you are what you consume. And if you're consuming the artificial world of Instagram 25% of your day, what's fucked up is okay if you're spending 25% of your day looking at Instagram it's not just 25% of your day because you're thinking about all the things that you saw on Instagram at least another 20% of your day so 50 almost 50% of your day you're staring at artificial you're, you're staring at or thinking about artificial bullshit like Instagram or Facebook and it has to stop and it, it, you know, Instagram is so fucking addictive. That's the reason why people are looking at it all the time. But it's got to stop. So I want to play you this clip, and then we'll talk about, or I'll talk about it a little bit. It's from, oh my god, there's a huge cat fight going on right now. I think I'm gonna have to close the door, but I'm gonna play you this clip.
1: Agenda that we're launching. You mean agenda is to say that. We need to move from this disconnected set of grievances and scandals. Like mm-hmm. that these problems are seemingly separate. Tech they addiction, polarization, outrageification of culture, the rise in vanity, micro celebrity culture, everyone has to be famous. These are not separate problems. Mm-hmm. They're actually all coming from one thing, which is the race to capture human attention by tech giants. Right. With increasingly powerful AIs pointed at your brain to reverse engineer what can I throw in front of your nervous system? Mm-hmm to crawl down your brainstem and get something out of you. Right, exactly. Whether that's an ad click or an addiction or a political, you know, conversion or whatever, Um, this is all part of one connected system like human, we call it human downgrading, which is the Mm -hmm. social climate change of culture. And it's important to have that because otherwise, it's almost like before there was climate change, there was just some, one group of people working on coral reefs, another group of people working on hurricanes. Why not? These polar ice caps. And then these ice caps and it's like, oh, these are disconnected.
0: I, 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 he said so much there, but think about I, I think it's really important to think about Instagram as human downgrading. I just I love that term. You know, upgrade upgrading your life is reading, conversations, face to face, no phone, traveling. Downgrading is when you're staring at your phone mindlessly scrolling, um, mindlessly scrolling on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, they, the platforms, they're doing what they can to get you to stare at the phone all the time. So I really suggest listening to Tristan Harris on Recode Decode. It's really important for us to become aware of what's going on. And and the other thing that I like what he says, he says, and I'm going to play this clip really quick and then I'll talk about it. He says, the atten- think about your brain uh, or uh, think of it as like a pie or the attention economy. You know, your attention is now a hot commodity. Before, it was just advertising on television. Um, but now... These companies know that people are staring at their phone all the time, or that yeah, they, they know that people are staring at their phone all the time, that they're doing what they can to get your attention because they know once they have your attention, if you see something they're saying at least three times one day, your brain is slowly going to change its mind and start considering whatever it's being thrown at it this is really important. This is where the manipulation factor comes in. Now, see, the problem is, is where I'm I'm slightly more negative than Tristan and other people. I don't think there's anything we can, I think, I don't know if there's anything we're going to be able to do about it. I I know that it requires a huge level of awareness. And I think, I, I think talking about it that's why I've started the show. I want other people to become more aware of what's going on because I think so many people stare at their phone and they and an hour goes by and they don't even realize that they just wasted a fucking hour. It's normal to not be aware of it. So hopefully my podcast, maybe I talk to somebody who then talks to somebody who tells somebody, like, God, look, have you looked around at dinner tonight? Or did you I mean like just even at the airport, when I'm at the airport, I look around and Eighty percent of the people are staring at their phone all the time. Nobody's talking anymore to each other, and I specifically try not to have my phone uh, with me, or I'll put it in a bag when I'm at the airport in a public space. In a public space, because sure enough, I met this guy uh, in Oslo. This this guy from Mexico, who was who had a huge cast on his ankle. And he ends up giving me the story about how he broke his ankle and why he's going back to LA, and and then we started talking about politics in Mexico and how um, it was just so he sometimes tells people he's Mexican American instead of saying he's American, and he's just curious, he's intrigued by people's response when he says he's American as opposed to saying he's Mexican. So we started talking about that. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to play one more clip i guess my point in bringing up that story is is that we would have never had that conversation if i was just staring at my phone at like instagram or social media instead of putting it away and just like looking around and we he ended up sitting like across from me and we started talking and we had this really great conversation about health and social media and uh, mexico and america and 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 his life and and he's in the army and he ends up and and In sort of his fear of jumping out of airplanes, that's ultimately how he broke his ankle by jumping out of an airplane. But anyway, I'm going to play one more clip from the podcast. Um, In the attention economy, uh,
1: is it easier to say short brief sound body things or long, complex, nuanced things, mm-hmm. no short sound body things. When you say short things, what tends to work better is outrage. Outrage gets 17% higher retreat weights. Mm-hmm. So that if outrage gets said more often, then we polarize people more often. Po- more polarization means we're more isolated, living in our own chambers. When we're more isolated or more vulnerable to conspiracy theory thinking. And so these things sort yeah, of self-reinforce. Absolutely. So we need a name for this connected system. Um, we just use this phrase human downgrading because it, it it gets at this the heart which is that while our our data and our, our attention are used to upgrade the machines to build better and better avatar right. models of us it's downgrading humans it's so downgrading what, our mental what health needs children to be attention done spans. in the immediate term first what needs-
0: so think about that they have created avatars algorithms where they know what you're going to click on before you click on it That's why people talk about being on YouTube for like two or three hours or, you know, somebody talks about being on Instagram for two hours and they didn't even realize it because they know what to put in front of you that you're going to end up clicking on it and staying on it for an hour or two or three hours and you're going to be wasting time. And this is what's so important about all of this. I mean, this is changing our culture. It's changing the shape of our culture right now before our very eyes. People aren't reading, people aren't talking, people aren't researching, and the really important thing here is truths are going away. People aren't speaking to experts, people aren't researching and finding the truth, they don't care as much, they would rather just scroll at meaningless photos on Instagram which leads me to the last little thing here before my final segment. Um, somebody else that I've been really paying attention, or that I, that I read, and I think you should also, her name's Catherine Price, and she wrote a book, How to Break Up with Your Phone. I highly recommend it. Uh, but there was an article in the Salt Lake Tribune, it's called, Smartphone as a Weapon of Mass Distraction, uh, and Ramadan Gives Muslims a Chance for a Digital Detox. So it's a really great article. It's again in the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, but one of, a couple paragraphs that I think are really interesting. Many spend the month attempting to shed their worst habits, gossiping, fighting, swearing, smoking, drinking alcohol, watching, watching pornography, wasting time. And instead now, during Ramadan, people are devoting 30 days holy to prayer, compassion, charity, and digital detox, where they're not on their phone for a month. In a world where push notifications and YouTube rabbit holes and unending Instagram timelines are demanding more and more of our time, Ramadan often also means that Muslims are being more mindful about their use of technology. Yeah, The article goes on to say, What would have happened to Martin Luther King Jr. if instead of turning inward to find wisdom, he had been distracted by his mentions? People say I'm using it more than I want to. I'm wasting time on it. I know I should be doing something better. Our phones are what eat up all of our small amounts of time throughout the day, so we don't have time to pause and re- do remembrance of God or do or or make prayer. Yeah, it's just a really interesting article, and I think again it brings up the point of how valuable it is to just turn off the fucking phone. You know, you know, if you're struggling or if you're noticing that you're staring at your phone all the time, you're not alone. There's a reason why you're staring at your phone all the time. Because, oh gosh, Leo's fucking meowing. You're staring at your phone because the way they've created these platforms, you, you want to stare at it all the time because it feels good to get notifications. It feels good to get likes. It feels good to know that people are paying attention to your cool little photos and Uh, the reality is it's a waste of time, it's not real, and it's more valuable to put your phone down and have a real life than spend your time in the artificial world. I want to talk about some rules that I think we need to talk about with Instagram. People that are using Instagram, you know, I've, I heard this today on the radio, they need validation. Instagram is a great place for people that are insecure because they can post a photo and they can get likes and those likes make people feel better about themselves. So. If somebody's posting, if somebody's taking their shirt off in front of a mirror and taking a selfie of like their abs or something, you can't like it because the person's posting that more than likely because they're really feeling insecure and they need validation. So that's like rule number one. If I taught an Instagram course, the first thing that I would tell the students is when you see somebody who is... If they have a good body or if they're posting a selfie of their body or if they're doing it like all the time they're doing it because they need validation because they're insecure they're not doing it because they're confident if you see somebody who's posting photos of food all the time they're doing it because they want validation about where they're eating and they want to feel cool about what they're eating all the time so those are two really important things. You know, you think it's, it's almost like it's the opposite of what you see. If somebody's posting 10, 15, 20 stories throughout the day on Instagram, there's a good chance that they're actually not happy and that they need validation about how interesting their life is because maybe they actually think that their life isn't that interesting. Maybe somebody's posting Instagram stories all day, not because their life is interesting, but they actually think their life isn't interesting, but they're doing it to get validation to make them then think that their life is interesting. Does that make sense? This is why it's a waste of time staring at Instagram, because your brain is digesting it as one thing, but it's actually the opposite. If somebody's posting selfies with their shirt off in front of a mirror, you know, okay, look, if they do it once uh, out of th- once every five months, it's probably okay. But if they're doing it pretty regularly, they're actually really insecure they're not confident and they're doing it to get validation. They're doing it to get attention. Instagram is the world of validation. It gives insecure people validation. And we all, you know, need validation sometimes because let's face it, you know, we're living, you know, once you pass college, once you move out of the house, once you hit like 30, you you know, you don't really know what the fuck you're doing sometimes. It's, life can be a little chaotic. So, I mean, I get it to the sense that, you know, sometimes wanting to know that what you're doing is 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 good is cool makes sense but it's it's gone too far people are using instagram to get validation it's created a world of so much insecurity now just because somebody is showing off their ass on instagram or taking their clothes off and showing off their body on instagram they're doing it to get validation because they're feeling insecure about themselves. Now, I know it may look like they're really confident, but more than likely they're not. So, that's just a really important thing to remember. Also remember that the more po- the more people post on Instagram their body or their Instagram stories of the, of the interesting places they're going to, um the more they're doing it, the more insecure, more than likely they are. If somebody's posting five, six, seven times a day on Instagram, more than likely they're doing it because they need constant validation, because they're really insecure about what they're doing. The secure people, more than likely, aren't posting on Instagram all the time, and they're living their life. And you know again i I somehow we've we've gotten into a world now where the world wants you to be spending as much time as possible on the in the instagram world but it's it's downgrading your life it's downgrading your brain it's simplifying your brain instagram is so small compared to the world of traveling and meeting new people and reading and experiencing things that Is upgrading your life Instagram is downgrading your life and don't get caught up in the rabbit hole of Instagram don't believe what you see Instagram has become like the platform of insecure people who are seeking validation don't get caught up in that bullshit world Instagram has created this world of you know everybody wants to be a celebrity. Everybody wants constant attention. Everybody wants to feel important. Everybody wants meaning. You know, and 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 the reality is is that don't look for meaning through Instagram. Look for meaning through uh, creative pursuits, writing, traveling, meeting new people, putting the phone down and getting to know somebody and having a face-to-face conversation. For whatever reason, people are using Instagram for meaning, and it's so shallow. It's a, it's a downgrade from human's potential. And I've been really wanting to talk. I, I think not having the podcast and having an episode for a few weeks, I've been really thinking a lot about this kind of stuff. And I've really like Tristan's concept of human downgrading and time well spent. Instagram is a downgrade. It's a downgrade of your brain. It's a downgrade of your life. An upgrade is all the other stuff I talked about. Traveling, face-to-face conversations, not having to turn to your phone for validation. If you need Instagram for constant validation... Or if you see somebody is constantly on Instagram posting shit or stories or taking their clothes off. It's actually a sign of insecurity. It's not confidence that they're displaying. It's insecurity. So the problem is, and my last point here. People are often looking at all that stuff. Somebody taking their clothes off on Instagram or eating at great restaurants all the time. People that stuff is making people insecure, and the the irony is the people that are posting all this kind of stuff all the time, they're actually the ones that are insecure. So they think that they're sharing positive and loving and love on Instagram, but they're actually spreading more insecurity, which is really just so fucked up. So um, anyway, so that's this week's show. Really excited you're listening as i said i'm going to end this week's episode with my latest song which hits itunes uh friday the 24th hits spotify so check it out i produced it myself um i had tim cobsa he joined me on guitar or he plays guitar cameron morgan played some bass uh jake reed played the drums and then all the other instrumentation i i did myself so i'm just really proud of it um just it's really about creating more conversation and just creating more creation, whether it's art, music, writing a book. It's just about deeper experiences, far deeper than social media. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. Lots of amazing guests coming up. Hope you dig this song. Again, it's called Lost at Night.